This is the Beige and the Bold. Today we are watching Conspiracy. I'm Van Velding, and I have been part of this conspiracy since it originally aired. I'm Derek, and this is my first time being a part of this conspiracy. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. Are you ready? Yep. And three, two, one, engage. You asked last week if we were going to go back to Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, huh? <laughs> oh, it's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're going yeah, back. One look, one look at the Eiffel Tower and you can predict episodes. Yeah, yeah. Those maybe fans. maybe that was like kind of like an intra-episode foreshadowing kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I keep, I keep I this imagining this. the first time we get this joke. Good, good. I think this is the first time we get the, a joke here. Well, like I think it's the first time like Data gets a joke in like Data fashion. Yeah. Because I mean, he, he, we did have that episode where he's like, I've been trying to figure out humor or whatever. Yeah. Humor is not that complicated. And I, I mean, it's just people don't think you're funny writers. Humor is not complicated. <laughs> it's hard to do. I love this. You're not funny. <laughs> but machines get it. I love, I love how, like, how much effort went into this laugh. Um, yeah. And... It's super scary. And he just stops, like, oh, it's not working. <laughs> and then, like, I can't help but wonder, like, their smiles are, are covering up, like, how horrific that was. <laughs> Jordy wasn't smiling. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know. Um, and, you know, when she said, like, looking forward to Nash Slim, I actually had the same exact uh, thought as Data. And then <laughs> I also knew her line of, like, it's not the same. I'm like, how? How is it not the same? Like, don't tell me it isn't, because I know you were going to say that. Tell me how it's not the same. That would have been a more interesting line of dialogue. Yeah. I, uh, Especially so more than this there. one. Ugh. Yeah, okay, so Worf doesn't like bathing. Klingons don't like bathing. Apparently Klingons you know, don't have hygiene unless they, like, take dust baths, like guinea pigs. Like, I just, uh, ima- <laughs> just imagine, like, Worf, like, having this big kind of volcanic ash pit that he just shakes around in. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so you're you're free to use that, people. Um, yeah, where is this? You heard it. Here, you heard, yeah, you um, heard it here first. You're free to use that, listeners. Use your fan arts and whatnot. <laughs> may yeah, if you if, if if you draw that before I do, I definitely would like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no. Yeah, what we do here is we unpack things. We study them for the minutia. We try to fit it into the larger. Uh, thing of Star Trek, and it's it's just a TV show is rarely ever an answer. Right, right. Without us I saying, agree. what facet of it being a television show led to this happening? Right. Um, can we agree to just pretend that never happened? Oh yeah, no, totally. <laughs> it was a line of dialogue, and whoever wrote it should be shamed of themselves. Woo! This guy somehow pulls off this uniform better than Picard does. Yeah, and um, the one thing that is kind of interesting, too, is, like, he's just, like, Picard sleeps in a deep V robe, robe apparently. <laughs> and, like, this Everyone guy, does. It's the and, future Derek. And this guy is just not even, like, plussed about it. He is so nonplussed. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a time and place for everything, and it's called Starfleet Academy. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've seen a Picard naked many times. <laughs> well... <laughs> A robe, Jean-Luc, dressed up for the <laughs> you, occasion. You dog. <laughs> As I remember, Captain Picard, you used to sleep naked. What happens? <laughs> um, I, you know, so feel times as emergency communiques for these sorts of things. Yeah, this is kind of... Yeah, everybody's sleep schedules figured out. Yeah, I mean, I know enough about encryption, and so what this tells me is, is that um, Starfleet, much like 
the United States um, has allowed for backdoors into encryption um, so that they can be monitored um, for our, quote, safety, um, which is why they don't trust it. Because otherwise, um, it's entirely trustable. <laughs> like, there's really, there's no way if you allow for full encryption that someone's going to decrypt this transmission. Like, absolutely no way. We've established from the start that Starfleet and possibly the Federation itself doesn't give a single toss about privacy. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's probably multiple backdoors. They, they even have cameras hanging in midair in, <laughs> on the bridge yeah, no. where Riker calls Picard's quarters. <laughs> that is true. Um, what? Either that or he gets an entire film crew in there. So this He's was... like, we need the film crew on air. I need to make a, a communication to uh, Jean-Luc. So I need the film crew up here for a good uh, frame shot um, to record it. you guys with the tripod and an 80s camcorder. Yeah, for, the, for the logs. For all of the logs. Running huge cables like right underneath the viewer. So this, this uh, just so you know, and, and I've said it a n- numerous times, so I'm not going to um, jump into it too much unless you want to, which I don't expect you do. But... I'd rather jump into it. Okay. Well, um, this episode confused me as far as what Starfleet is. Um, uh, they talked about right. a lot of it as if it were like some nation state military. Because um, you know, you're talking about like invasion and oh, we can't do this, and um, you know it could affect all of Starfleet, and so it kind of makes you feel as if they're the the prime authority figure or prime defense of some nation. The way they're talking, because if this was just a group of nerds at university, I'm like, yeah. whatever, we'll just go to the next university. Who cares? Yeah, like if, if it's an actual standing military. So speaking of Gene Roddenberry, <laughs> in the credits there, uh, he did not like this episode. This was like a complex episode. It has an open ending. Uh-huh. Um, there's a little bit of violence in it. Yeah. Um, this, show, this is a show that strives for action, but not necessarily violence, which is, again, an internal contradiction, which is eventually resolved. Yeah. What, what you know? Okay, a war storyline yeah. in Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Oh, oh. So oh, okay. um, <laughs> I didn't get that. I like how he like, like how his number one doesn't understand Code Forty Seven. Like, hey, <laughs> Code Forty Seven happened, so yes, you're out of the loop. I've come out of like that security black box, and I've given you orders you don't understand. Uh, so yes. you asking explanation for those orders? Guess what? You're not going to get an explanation. <laughs> I, <laughs> Have some common I, I would... sense, Riker. <laughs> I'd, I'd chalk that up. I mean, you are, you are of course, right. But I would chalk that up to um, this being an episodic television series. Yeah, like, like it trying to... Like, demonstrate. Yeah, like he's kind of taking the place of the audience at that point. Like, hey, what are we yeah. doing now? Um, yeah. Picard's usually so open about his orders. Right. And this is unusual and right. secretive. Because they build up the cloak and dagger angle, right? Right. Um, one of the this things I, cool. I'm kind of interested in, have we been to Mira before? I feel like I've heard that. I've heard that name... I, when I heard Mirror, I I had mental visions of, like, the Horta, but I, I'm sure that's wrong. But I feel like I've heard the, the Mirror system before. I think it's um, the conjugation of he looks or she looks in Spanish. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, I, I don't think we've been here. Before. Okay, that's fair. There's Minos. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought that would have been kind of cool, like, if... if 
the mining colony they went to was where the hoarder was, and it was just kind of like a thing. Like it just, it, it had nothing to do with the episode, but it was just kind of like a nod, like a very subtle nod to like the original series. That would be nice. You do get some of these later. In, you do get that later in the series. Okay. Uh, this is the only episode of the Next Generation with uh, Tellarites in it. So, um, oh, is that the is that the blue dude? They are the nope. Uh, those are Bolians. You're going to see more Bolians. Oh, okay. Um, Tellarites are the pig dudes that were fighting with Sarek. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, pig dudes. Um, yeah, I that. You don't see them here. They get a, they get a pretty good facelift, literally, in uh, Enterprise. <laughs> like, do they no longer look like um, pigs? No, 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 they still look like okay, pigs. Okay, it's, it's a good graphical upgrade. I was about to I mean, say, because I would have been kind of sad <laughs> if they did not look like pigs. Yeah. You knew that. Um, <laughs> I like how, they, how he shows up at the secret meeting and his ship's hailing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, stop! You're embarrassing me, Orf. <laughs> like, it's like Picard's a, ca- a good person, yeah. but I think maybe he's not the best captain. Like, yeah. he blew up the Stargazer for reasons. Yeah, and um, but don't need explore. And then he kind of cooled his heels at Starfleet Command for a while. Yeah, and then he gets the Federation flagship. Yeah. So you feel like maybe he's pretty good behind a desk. Yeah, maybe yeah. not the best <laughs> captain. Well, I mean, I don't uh, and know. I, I've, I mean, huh? I've seen some. He's made some pretty good captain decisions so far. He's terrible at training his crew. Oh yeah, I mean, no, we that's talked true. About it in a while. <laughs> again, the procedures for weird <laughs> happening is yeah. a flowchart that says, yeah. <laughs> "Is it still happening? No, go about your daily business." <laughs> so, no, that is a true good. story. Like, I, you know that that's the one thing that I feel is like the the biggest plot hole of Star Trek of all is just. The fact that they don't anticipate weird stuff happening—it's like no, you, you, you make all these logs like that has to go somewhere, right? Like that's not a—you've demonstrated you keep the logs. <laughs> Sorry, we love him, but uh, he's just not great at crew training. Yeah, and procedures. Yeah, well, he I guess doesn't. he just assumes it went to plot. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> problem is that Worf is embarrassing him. <laughs> A wharf. You need to brush up on your clandestine meetings. Here, read this uh, detective fiction novel. <laughs> so, um, so, this, so yeah, th- these are bullions. Yeah, this is kind of neat. So this is kind of explains the 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 card of Netflix. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why I keep thinking that the cards on Netflix will just be kind of pertinent. They always are just kind of like. <laughs> Some random scene that stuff. doesn't really do anything. It's like a random thing. So Spoilers, I think, dude. yeah. So I think I think next time I'm gonna just I'm, from here on out I'm gonna just assume that it's randomness. Yeah, he's named for director. Uh, Bowlings are named for director Cliff Bowl. Yeah. By the way, so you know who else is not good at clandestine stuff is Picard. Like, how does he not know this is a challenge response thing? <laughs> like, he's he suspects you of not being you, so you have to prove mm. it based off of shared history. This is like clandestine shit one on one. Yeah, well, it's Star Trek. It's made for the one on one crowd. Yeah, it's, made, it's, fr- it's freshman level science fiction, dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I just I would have expected Picard to to understand kind of what's going on. I don't know what the hand gesture was. Was that like a, a Bolian hello or something? Could be. We never see it again, so don't worry. Lots <laughs> of cool things in this episode that we will never see again. Um, I hope that isn't like a female commander, or a captain, that's, rather. That's Trila Scott. Oh, you mean Trila Scott? Yeah, yeah. Trila Scott. Um, you know, I mean, we, we made a lot of fun of the original series about having a bunch of white dicks as captain. Right. You want to make that joke as soon as Walter Keel shows up. <laughs> and they swerve and they give you a trial of Scott. 
uh, black lady captain who broke Kirk's record for being the youngest captain in Starfleet. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, so do you not hate William Shatner right now, <laughs> Derek and audience? Do you not hate him? Um, no, I feel a little bit better. I feel a little bit better about that, you know, he's just kind of thrown under the bus. Like, ha, oh, you're not this hot shot anymore. Suck it, Kurt. Well, prepare to hate him a little oh, bit. So, man. William Shatner, there, there are two sets of Star Trek novels. Uh, the regular garbage that occasionally has a good book. Um, and then there's the William Shatner books that are ghost-written, I think, by Michael and Jane Friedman. Okay. Uh, but they're hot garbage. Okay. Because in those books, Kirk didn't actually die in that movie where he dies. Kirk dies in the movie. <laughs> wow. Okay. He gets better and then, I don't know. I think, <laughs> he gets better. <laughs> I think he has sex with the Borg's moms. What? Uh, he punches all the Romulans into a black what? hole or something. Um, anyway. What were the notes uh, for that? It's like, all right, I'm, I'm here for your notes, uh, Shatner, so we can get this book started. It's like, all right, just... Make me cool. <laughs> so here's the deal. You know that guy who did Art of the Deal? Just get with him on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, anyway. I need to be all ego, just as much ego as possible. So in his thing of books, it turns out that the Iconians, we'll meet the Iconians. Okay. Um, manipulated the situation so that the, the decision that Trila Scott made, that made her a captain, was actually made by the Iconians. Oh, wow. Okay. And then she dies. What? Um, <laughs> that, like, does he go out of his way? Does he go out of his way to put her in the refrigerator? <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he takes away the thing that made her a captain before his character. He's like, no, that was someone else acting on her behalf. And then, and then he just kills her off. Yeah, so why not just killing her? Why not just kill her off? Like, if you're going to do that, why do you have to disgrace her first? Or like, because people are fucking evil and yeah. racist. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be nicer to William Shatner later, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Perhaps. No bets. Yeah. But yeah. for now. Place your bets now. Yeah. Because who knows? That guy. Yeah, no, took... yeah. I'm with you. That guy. Uh, sorry. Just. <sighs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, it, Just yeah. if you aren't sure that Walter Keel is neutral, he just said, tell Beverly, hello. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which I mean, um, Picard told, like. He drives a man to neutrality. <laughs> 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 this was like a, uh, I, I had this weird thought where it's like, "Hey, watch your back," uh, and I just had this weird, like, on this plank, like the car, just like trying to look at his back, <laughs> like just turning <laughs> in a circle, like a dog chasing his tail. G- given his affinity for covertness to to date, that's not completely <laughs> unlikely. I so this is the other thing. It's like, oh yes, covert things. I better talk to my counselor. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well. um... I mean, you made this... He's a sounding board. Well, yeah, no, and I get it. I I get you need a sounding board, but I mean, at the same time, you made this big deal about... And I guess that was before he knew what was up, and so that after he has kind of a different perspective. But I assume he's only talking to her. He's not going to talk to, like, uh, Riker or anyone else uh, until, like, they see, uh, spoilers, uh, the Horatio Ruggage. Yeah, well, um, you know... Doctor Patient Confidentiality. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Just yeah, a whole but different line of can't tell. I yeah, but to say, I feel, um, I feel like if we're talking about espionage, like that is, I'm, I bet uh, uh, a doctor haunted his luck. If I just gave him enough money, um, that whole doctor patient privilege is right out the window. Well, yeah, no, I mean, the bell curve applies to um, doctors as well, but the issue is that. Um, 
Actually, I forget what the issue is. So anyway, yeah. they, you know, they're, he, I guess he trusts everyone. I have an assignment for like you, Data. Riker might go over his head. <laughs> I have an assignment for you, Data. Oh, another suicide mission is there. No, 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 not this <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah. We've only got so many sets, so you're going to have to use my quarters. Yeah. Uh, my my quarters are uh, are secure. Uh, how did you secure your quarters, sir? Well, I know where all the cameras are, and so I put this little piece of tape <laughs> over <laughs> all the cameras. <laughs> it also muffles any sound, so we should be good. This is the old data reads fast visuals. Yeah. It's always the same visuals. Which, okay, uh, I, I do kind of want to talk about this um, a little bit. Uh, this is like, hey, mm-hmm. you can say hello to Beverly, and you totally don't. Um, but like for and like you know we get like a lot of like data powers right where he's like this superhuman thing. Um, yeah, I think this is a good use of an android. Like what they're doing, like hey, you have because Beverly, call him. <laughs> he's your friend. Yeah. You have Spacebook. Just call yeah, him. Just, it, you know, you, you see dystopian. You know how we chat. You know how we chat like on that big video. You could totally do that in your room. Like just say hey, what's yeah. up, bro? Like. Just do a tiny one. Um, These are space credits. But I, uh, the, what, how they're using data, I think, is a good use because it's almost as if, hey, if somebody was like not an android but were super good at like research, you would give them the same job. You know what I mean? Yeah. It isn't just, hey, you're good at everything, data. Do this thing because I need it done well. Um, oh. Yeah. I mean, we talk about we talked about in the previous episode with Rimmick, internal affairs, like going through paperwork and doing kind of the boring evidentiary investigation necessary to do stuff that doesn't play well to an action scene. And I think that data undermines that further by just being the, no, 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 do all the, do all the intellectual grunt work uh, and make it look easy. Well, I see, I don't, he doesn't really make it look easy because we fade away. Right. Like he's like, he does it and we get it. He's going to like pour through an inhuman amount of data while we're off doing other things. And he's going to come back with like what we need from that inhuman amount of data so I get it as like a time-saving device as far as like storytelling goes, um, but it's uh, and I think it's fine here. Um, you know, it, it's that cloud enough. of debris is expanding so quickly, like the Horatio just blew up. Yeah, did it slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it imploded, like the slowest implosion on record. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. No, it should be like a debris, uh, a bigger field okay. do they, of very uh, slow-moving debris, relatively speaking. The other thing I was kind of curious about is, like, do they always, like, travel with their shields up? Because I would imagine, I mean, I know they're, like, viewing this in, like, they, kind of magnified view, but if they're they not... navigational deflectors. Okay, so... are always up and... So they can just... meteorites. They could blow shield. through all of this and not even worry about it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because yeah. it makes sense, because uh, even in regular... Uh, regular like not super cool enterprise world you have to worry about meteors and shit like just wrecking your spaceship exactly so yeah no they got they got navigational deflectors that are always up it's like the gravity (laughs) yeah it's it's like the gravity got it (laughs) (laughs) so um now that we've we've lost all power sir we're falling towards a star (laughs) are we getting hit by micrometeorites no that doesn't happen Um, although I did like that whole like Picard maneuver where he like bounces off the atmosphere, that was kind of a cool use of gravity. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I like this as well. Um, this is like Data, who has like, a computer brain, of talking to like a legit computer, um, yeah. and he's realizing like, hey, I'm talking to myself. I'm like a human, um, and he's super excited. And then the the computer says, oh. 
well, what what was that thing? And then he explains it, and then the computer's like, that's enough. So you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, does this computer have, like, a threshold? Data doesn't? Like, that doesn't... <laughs> Like what's yeah. what's going on? Like I get it. It's like a gag. Like it's like a data yeah, it's, gag. It's, it's a good gag. Um, and yeah, I think it's fine. I, I definitely chuckled for sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll have, I'll have none of your SAS computer. <laughs> Spiner's acting well. Oh yeah, no, uh, he, he does act. Yeah. Well. So allegedly, according to some third-party source, this com- the Enterprise computer was sentient, and it does become living at some point, which we don't need to get into now. Oh, it's seventh season. Okay. Um, but the, <laughs> The thing is that in the first season, when Star Trek was still well written, uh, it's understood that Data is human. He uh-huh. just lacks certain human idiosyncrasies. Okay. Um, so, like, not human and like obviously literally human, but in terms of having emotions, Data has emotions. Yeah, he just has trouble processing them, which is fine. I mean, it's like they're they're not acknowledged by the people around him. Uh-huh. So anyway. Uh, so here we get the plot, finally. What are we, 20 minutes in? Oh, no, we're not that far in. We're, um, like, 20 minutes in. Okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> but we are just barely 20 minutes in. I mean, it's so a you... slow build. Like, you know, espionage and slow builds kind of go together like peas and carrots, I think. You know, you call this espionage. I feel like it's more of a Cthulhu story. It's, um, actually, I would I, I, I like that as well. It's not too bad. Do we get more Star Trek Cthulhu stories? Because I'd be on board for that. Afraid not. Um, like, the whole space is big and doesn't give a crap about you. Um, yeah, isn't, it, is it, not a Star it Trek. It always theme. cares about the humans in Starfleet. <laughs> yeah, the human will has like an outsized influence on the way the galaxy yeah. works in Star Trek. <laughs> okay. Which is, it's just how it works. I mean, it's, it's humanism. You know, we are still important even though space is big. When yeah. in reality, space is way big. It's yeah. I feel like if I were to reboot Star Trek... I would take it from that, Don't. like, that angle of just no. doing the same no. exact thing. No. Oh, we see. What Stop. You... <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I just, you know, um, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fall into the the realms of fan fiction. Um, I'm just saying. Just saying. I, again, part of Star Trek is the humanism. Um so you know, I, I think, think humans I, can I, be... I reach Lock Mercenary, which yeah. is a web comic about how space is vast and doesn't really give a crap about humans, and I like that. Yeah. Um, I also like Star Trek, which does pretend that humans are important. In well, I, I think that you can do like humans are important to us. You can showcase that while still dealing with crap that doesn't care about you. You just have to like, you know, you have to recognize that we have limitations, and that's fine. It's fine to. You know, derive meaning in existence based on your own kind of criteria. Yeah, I think that's great, and I think Star Trek grapples with that a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, Star it does. Trek it doesn't does. stare into the abyss. Yeah, yeah, that's also true. Um, <laughs> Comes up with like insane really... captains who are who are tied into the chaos and go into the chaos warp, a la forty k. I mean, there are fisheye lens crazy captains. <laughs> yeah, I remember especially that. scientists in in the next generation era. Okay. Um, Scientists are eccentric and crazy. We saw it last week. That so, guy's like, yeah. So bell curve. Speaking of bell P- curve, Picard, like, I guess if he failed like his clandestine like challenge response class, he at the very mm-hmm. least like made passing marks marks in double talk. Like he's <laughs> he's being very cautious here. And um, oh, he, Rimmick here was cast in like a subservient role. If you yeah, noticed that. 
Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it, it, it's a, yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, like I like how he's being cautious here. I like how he's kind of explaining a little bit to the audience about hey, Troy, why. Could you be useful in this situation? <laughs> Hard to say. Uh, <laughs> All right, then. Well, thanks for trying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was expecting your whole emotional thing to work. I mean, we're, yeah. we're as close as we ever are. <laughs> I do. It's like Worf gets to do his thing. Like Troy's thing is like, hey, I know emotional stuff, and Worf's like, I don't trust things. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that about him. I love Worf. It's <laughs> great. You can always rely on him not to trust things. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's consistent. He's like a. And so hey, uh, this this is like some bureaucracy that I don't know if Picard like like does he know like does he does he. Like disdain bureaucracy the way Kirk did is like oh at a desk come man of action blah 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 he no, seems to no. be kind of like, like okay with it he's like I, I don't love it but it's fine when they when they don't when they aren't trying really hard to make Picard an action guy he's 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 a bureaucrat okay that's kind of what he is he does admin yeah not management or training but admin <laughs> yeah. does all, all the admin diplomacy. things except the useful admin things. <laughs> Yeah, hey, you want to bring that telepath with you? Yeah, no, nah. I know. I see why you wouldn't. Pass. So, oh, <laughs> Blinking Jeez. Emerson, they're on the right. Oh, bye, Tellerites. <laughs> Aw. I believe that was recycled footage from um, Star Trek Four. Okay. So, hey, hey, foreshadowing. Yeah, no, I was kind of, I saw this and I was kind of hoping, like, because like, you don't know. Um, I was optimistic here, so I was like, oh, maybe he's like, I found, I found, like, this animal. And so I think he's hiding it from Rimmick here, by the way. Yeah, like so, like oh, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna smuggle it to Picard to show him, mm-hmm. um, because he was the guy that was like, hey, you can't trust stuff yeah. and things. Exactly. So I mean, I as a kid, I watched this. Um, I watched this before I saw Coming of Age, uh-huh. or I didn't remember Coming of Age. So this is the first I knew about these guys. So oh, okay. I saw them later. I'm like, what? They aren't dead. <laughs> so. Kind of ruined that episode for oh, me. Like I, I, I missed a lot. I missed a lot of this episode yeah. when I originally watched it because these are just dudes. Um, recurring characters, though. By the way, I think I think these are some of our first recurring TNG characters. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Remick. Um, you know, we we uh, we talked about. Oh no, we talked about our, our kind of pre-show um, discussion. I, I like how um, they brought Remick back. I. I I definitely expected him to be kind of like the Mask of Zorro underdog guy yeah. um, in this I, episode. I wanted I wanted him to swing in like on the court of a chandelier, yeah, with right? an actual rapier. Because I mean, like, what actually? Kirk and Riker. Yeah, with an, like like straight up Zulu style with a rapier. Exactly. Full swashbuckling. Exactly. In the Starfleet official swashbuckling uniform. Yeah. Buckle your boots, sash, fancy hat, exactly, feather. Of like a red feather regular. because he's in the command division. Like it's right. still a uniform. It's just... <laughs> so I mean, I I, I just wish uh, I, I wish he didn't actually do the thing that you know was telegraphed from miles yeah. away um, because it was pretty cliche. But um, I guess that was just giving the writers way too much credit. Speaking full French. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. Like, no, 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 I'm, I'm part of the musketeer operation. No. <laughs> it's an internal musketeer group. We can have groups. Who says we can't? <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone who's part of Starfleet Internal Affairs is also a musketeer. It's a very old rule. It's, it's an old tradition. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but we do have... This episode builds a lot of confidence. I love how this dude, like... 
Like, he's got to be, I, I don't know what these aliens are called, but he's got to be, like, one of the dimmest, right? He's like, oh, oh, you were worried about that whole thing I told you? Like, your whole world's going to just change in that kind of deal? You were, don't worry about that, stand, man. And it's a oh, flattering look, Yeah, look at that. Oh. He's got some thighs on him, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Um, you know, but he's like, nah, don't worry about it. I just meant this other thing that doesn't really fit. <laughs> yeah. He's terrible at lying, but he <laughs> didn't. He didn't remember that that Quinn, you know, roped Picard into this. So he's yeah. just making stuff up. Right, right. So the aliens, huh? Apparently, I like I like this. Aliens. He's like, well, what should I do? I'm like, do your job. Just I'm giving you orders. <laughs> Figure it out, number he's one. Not giving him orders. He's giving him vagaries. Well, no, he's, he's like, not giving yeah. vagaries. Like, listen, figure out a way to like scan him. And he's like, how should I do that? Like. I'm not going to do your job for you, number one. Like, just figure it out. Like, that's why you're number one. You're supposed to be able to handle this kind of things. Yeah. If only there was a medical record made every time they transport who, him. Who inter- oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Who energized him, by the way? Like, can the teleporter, like, energize itself? Because every time before now, I feel like we've seen someone push the button. Yeah, there's a guy. There's a guy pushing the so button. So then if there was a guy pushing the button, you heard that whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, no. That was Those bad. Guys. That was bad clandestine things then. Look, let's just make let's just let's just make make it clear right now that transporter chiefs know everything. That's happening <laughs> yeah, the like they're like the uh, they're like the old school like uh, switchboard operators. Like they get to listen in on everything. Yeah, and it's like okay, I'm just gonna not be here for a few seconds, I guess. Ensign Romanoff, face that corner. Yeah, we're having yeah. a private conversation. It's your baby, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Romanov just doing like reaction shots in the corner, like wow. Yeah. Oh what? <laughs> and like, so what, what is he just like? Can, like, was he talking to him, or he was just like staring? Like, he's like, oh, I've noticed you've just been in this room for hours, just looking at your case. So it's Marcellus Wallace's soul. We yeah. understand. This. Would you like this tour? You know, this tour that you said you wanted. Yeah, he's like, well, this is made for the doctor, but eh, f- it, whatever. <laughs> I could say baby pictures. I could say porn. <laughs> But no, I'm just going to stick, stick this thing in Commander Riker. Yeah. That's how I resolve things. <laughs> <laughs> the key weakness of these aliens is they panic in stressful situations. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah! And they just, like, throw another of their aliens at them to, like, take over. <laughs> It'd be great if he just started slapping Riker in the face. Like, he doesn't know <laughs> yeah. what else to do. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, holds him. Holds him by his wrist and just slaps him repeatedly. <laughs> he grabs the case and crab walks out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you see, we should totally this. That should have been what happened. Look at this slow walk, and that kicked the face. Like I did not see that coming. Like I thought he was going to do like an old man grimace and just punch him again. <laughs> he totally gives him like this this roundhouse kick to the face. <laughs> Riker's brain is incapable of accepting that he can be uh, get his ass kicked. Yeah, and he's totally like doing that. Look at that. That was also surprising. Like. He just jumps up and front kicks him. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, Riker, really? Like that's it's it's a pretty sweet move. I mean, it's, it's yeah, but the best combat choreography in Star Trek, to be honest with uh, you. I mean, that wasn't good. Just so we're clear, that wasn't good combat choreography. Yeah, no, it's some of the best stunt, it's some of the best fighting choreography you're gonna see in Star Trek. Um, so get used to that. Yeah, I know you like your Steven Seagal movies. Yeah, well, okay, no, those. okay, easy. <laughs> you have to bring Steven Seagal into this. Yeah. <laughs> People are allowed to be young and make mistakes. In in many respects, Steven Seagal movies are better at combat than than Star Trek is. All of Star Trek. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, so I expected this to like to be drugged, and I feel like that's why he hesitated. But then he drinks it anyway. <laughs> or I guess he fakes drinking it, but we never really get that explanation. But we can just assume, I guess, that if this was drugged, uh, then he somehow like uh, sidestepped that. And you think the aliens are being dicks here, but then they're also like, yeah, we completed an investigation inside of two days. It's it's We're just going to throw this guy who suspected us under the bus. On the other hand, maybe they're like, everyone panics in an emergency, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The like they have this very long yeah. and appropriate conversation about like, yeah, you know, I mean, panicking isn't a bad thing. I mean, sometimes you just, you know, it's, things are hard and things come at you fast. <laughs> you don't know what to do. I mean, panic is natural and no one should say it isn't. Yeah. Like, the aliens have lost five of their best agents just because they put them in charge of starships, and then a thing happened. Yeah, it's a meteor. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> it would be great if they're like, could you hold this glass vase? Again, no reason for this. Like, yeah, like, like he's like, hey, yeah, so should we get out? Like, he could have totally kept up this ruse. I know. Um, I was like, so oh God. I saw this on his face. Is it, an, is it an alien detector? I gotta throw him through a door. Yeah. I'm, what's on his face? I love this. I'm like, Worf, yeah, f*** him up, man. If you if you don't land a hit on this dude, I'm gonna be so upset. Um, and After like, that zoom in, he better punch a hole through the yeah, guy's torso. Yeah, he's just staring a hole it's through. the longest zoom and ever. We get some like classic double-fisted punches here. Like straight yeah. out of the Spock handbook. Yeah. Um, well, which, it's, it's in the handbook. Spock may have written that handbook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he probably read it. You know, the, the art of, of uh, combating demigods. <laughs> so the aliens are incompetent. So, they like gloating. I'm going to murder you because it'll be fun. Yeah. So, of course, the fist fight goes to the lady who brought a gun. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that Crutcher's like, oh, can I try next? <laughs> <laughs> Again, this this sort of planning and foresight is the reason that she has a good credit score and everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is just willy nilly with credit. You know, so oh, I, but yeah, I love that. I love that she just like we get that you know shot and you're like finally you know someone and then you see Crush. I'm like oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Beverly coming put in the smackdown. Yeah, I, I mean stuff. Will's fine. Walk it off, Will. Yeah, yeah. Just come on, quit being a wuss. Yeah. I've had worse. <laughs> Me, Beverly <Yeah>. Crusher. <laughs> also, in what ba- what school of bad writing does uh, Commander Riker get a longer fight than Worf with this guy? Yeah, um, yeah, no joke. I mean, in like, I, I don't Look know. At- like, it, the other thing that frustrates me here is like, I don't know how strong Worf is compared to like humans. Um, but she later like explain. Well, she's about to explain, you know, in a moment. But like, oh, it's yeah. like adrenal things. Like they simulate their adrenal gland. Like, okay, I get you read like some like believe it or not article about like a woman like lifting a car. She didn't lift it over her head. She just nudged it a little bit so a person could get out from under it, you know. But people take that to mean like, oh, we can throw cars in emergencies. No, we can't. Wharf can probably, <laughs> but humans can't. <laughs> it would be great if Wharf could if if Worf would get to do those things. Yes, but no. And right. so, yeah, that, that was the thing I had frustration. is like, okay, he's, he's got superhumans. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's adrenaline. I'm like, okay, the morph should have lasted a lot longer. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid and we don't like it. Yes, I don't. So here's Rimmick being a, a subservient role again. Yeah, no. I, this I, episode's doing one thing right. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like this. Um, I, I don't know if I want to call it cliche, but this kind of pattern. Um, 
you know, where the person that's really in charge is the one that you least expect, or like in a role that should yeah. not be suspicious. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, this this people what did do she complain even about ask? this. What did, I guess she asked, like, are there anyone around? Maybe. Uh, it would be great if uh, she's like, are you alone? Like, there's three people. He's like, uh, I can't be. <laughs> Excuse me. I have to use the little captain's room. <laughs> yeah. I will be right back. Uh, no espionage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No espionage. This is totally not espionage. I just need to uh, freshen up. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, so we get a little more plot stuff here. So <laughs> yeah, it's good, you know, and um, I like how she's able to kind of determine, like, oh, this is how you like pick him out of a crowd. Um, yeah. So they're, they're learning things. Yeah. Pe- people do kind of hate this. Well, people hate this episode for a couple of reasons. I like this episode. I think it's pretty good. It's kind of more plot based than I like. Yeah. But you notice this is Starfleet headquarters. There's literally no one here. Yeah. Like, it's an after hours formal function. Right. Still. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he even calls it out. So they at least give you kind of a plausible reason. Like, oh, it's yeah. not here because people are taking over. I mean, it's a quiet night. <laughs> yeah. So. But uh, the, the first passes of this script had. Um, had this had this be a completely internal conspiracy for reasons? Yeah, like some like another Iran Contra callback, which is like oh, okay. you guys did it already. It's fine, right? So I like this because if you had noticed, they're kind of throwing out plot lines here. Um, they can follow up on later. Yeah, right? yeah. So, what what um, what I think is weird though is like what did what did the invasion people expect from Bacard? Like was this just like a hey we need to see if he's already taken? Like why don't they just check his neck? And if they knew he wasn't taken, then why are they just revealing it in such a fashion? Like, give him they're, regular they're, human food, knock him out, give him a thing, call it done. They're they're gratuitously evil a holes. Yeah, I, yeah, they, they <laughs> definitely have a. If their penchant for um, panicking under pressure is one flaw, the other flaw is grandstanding. Look, Picard. After World War Three, the world's callous supplies were devastating. Yeah, easy. It's a, it's a legitimate form of protein, man. Yeah, it's very sexy. Chill out. Okay, that's just unprofessional. I don't care how many aliens. Yeah, come on, use a spoon, jerk. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're the security guard, man. You don't sit down. (laughs) You've got to have a hierarchy. You're not a person. Yeah, you eat on your own time. This is this is important. People eating time. (laughs) This was effectively creepy watching this as a kid. Oh yeah, Um, I mean, I mean, just the bugs themselves. Um, Yeah, the mealworms, rather, Um, which you know is actually a legitimate form of protein and. Yeah. Something that we should probably introduce more to in our diet. Um, but, you know, do, do, American exceptionalism, exceptionalism and all that, we, we can't deign to do such things. Do you drink a white wine with grubs? <laughs> They're meal warms, and yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so this is some... I, I was like, oh, well, they got Riker. Uh, I, guess we're not, <laughs> I, guess, I guess we're not seeing him again. Um, it's good. It's good fake. I, yeah, I did. I, he faked me out. Like, I did not... I was like, ah, man, they got him. And so they uh, they totally fooled me for sure. So mm-hmm. I thought this was, uh, you know, we, you know, spoilers, like he's not, you know, enraptured or, or enthralled or whatever you want to talk about it. But, you know, Riker completely nails the whole, I, I was slightly surprised, so I panicked. Yeah, like, he knows, yeah, he's got yeah. that number. Yeah, yeah, he knows what's up. Like, ah, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, and I, I was sad that, like, I feel like you didn't have to have Tyra Scott, like, here. Like, there's no. you didn't have to have her, like, you know, 
be infected by these aliens? Uh, I mean, he it, didn't have to, but I mean, a member of, of the inner circle of Walter Keel uh, was it was a traitor, right? Yeah. So the Bolian can't do it because these guys, some, for some reason, think humans are the prime physical specimens. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and I guess Vulcans, I don't know, are fine. So maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, that, the that's the one thing I was kind of worrying about. Maybe they're just racist. Maybe just like. Um, blue skin or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys um, understand the difference between Vulcans and humans? <laughs> no, no, this no. one's half Vulcan. Like, no, he's not. That's 100% Vulcan. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Someone didn't know he was eating. I mean... Sorry. I, I, I feel like one of them has to, like, at some point here, be like, haha, you got us monologuing. <laughs> yeah. <Doesn't> mean... Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you almost got me. You almost got me monologuing. Yeah. That was good. It's like, come on, Riker, these are grubs. Just eat them. Commit to it, Riker. Yeah, ha- yeah. Have the kind of He's like, I'd rather, Jonathan ki- I'd rather kill you all. Kill you all than eat the, eat the grubs. Mealworms. Well, I mean, that's See, reasonable. But then, like, he blew his cover. Like, right? He's outnumbered four to one. Is, oh, my God. Wow. There could that, have been a second take that on old, that. Yeah, that old man getting up run. <laughs> cut. No, no, her, Trila. Just, like, the whole, I'm going to extend my arm fully. Um... So obviously that guy's. Well, I mean, I think I think that I've yet to see another phaser like firing position than extending your arm fully. So, (laughs) I mean, to to her credit, (laughs) I mean, even a gun, even a gun (laughs) has different like uh, firing. Painting is fine; doesn't move like a rock. (laughs) Probably full of cameras. (laughs) I like how they just like like phasers bear him down. Like, they should only need... Like, there's no holes. No holes, no burn marks, no nothing. I don't know what this energy is. Get some stop motion going on. Like, some clay, yeah. classic claymation. <laughs> so, yeah. I, um, again, uh, effectively creepy scene that flows naturally from the things happening. Um, um, he doesn't have a this, cat, so I was a little disappointed. At least some kind of alien fair. cat. <laughs> he gets a pet to go into his lap. I mean, ish. But he doesn't first. pet it. You have to pet it as you're, <laughs> you, you do the slow reveal or else it doesn't work. Yeah, you um you can't read it obviously, but this graphic is reused multiple times, and you can well actually you can read it when you get close ups, and it's got a lot of call outs to the original series in it. In yeah, in terms of Vulcan and other planets. And stuff. Yeah, no, and I, I like the uh you know the him like kind of with his arms up, you know, gives kind of this distinct impression that he's orchid like he's doing these machinations, like they caught him like as he was doing more evil things, right? Um, yeah. Or you know, so it definitely reads as like I am the orchestrator of all of these bad things. <laughs> I love this. So <laughs> yeah. great. This is just just so effectively gross and creepy. Yeah, yeah, no, I like how he does the talking while like his throat is gurgling, and like mm-hmm. when that happened, I'm like, oh, he's the queen. He's he's the guy yeah. that makes the little alien babies. Oh. I like that we seek peaceful coexistence. It reminds me of Mars Attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't run. We are your friends. Mac, 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 <laughs> mac, mac, mac. mac. <laughs> uh, so, um... Okay, that's just weird. Like, we didn't get great. any burn marks or anything like that, but we got, like, a head explosion for reasons, I guess? And for I don't know reasons, why this Derek. is happening. This is scary. It's because like... aliens came out, Derek. Glowy acid? Okay, so the aliens should just pop out. Like, what... And so then the queen's, the queen's on that. So, question, um, did did we have aliens at this point? Or alien? Yeah. Chess poppers? Uh, Yar's character was based on Vasquez from Aliens. Oh, okay. The second one. Oh, okay. So, uh, which was released in 86. So, yeah, Alien was already out. So, Good deal. But, I mean, 
Wow, look at this. Yes. This is, like, it's an image that sticks with you, Derek. It sticks to your ribs. It sticks <laughs> kind of like the alien to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was really just a shell. He wasn't even like, I'm just attached to the base of your spine. He's like, no, I ate everything out and filled it with my babies. <laughs> so, yeah. You're just a meat puppet. Yeah, so, is Tyra Scott alive? Yeah, but, she's fine. That one yeah. got better. Because, I mean, because she totally, like, like Beverly totally said, you got to set it to lethal. Like, so I thought they were shooting everybody with like lethal phasers. Like, no one said anything, but yeah, that's true. I, I thought they were just all like shooting to kill. Huh? Maybe you're right. But um, no, I mean, he got his ass stunned. Well, but they did they did lethal everyone else. I don't know. She's alive in the books for a little while, and then okay. not. So, I choose to believe that Trila Scott is alive. Done. Sold. So everyone, um, everyone lived, even Rimmick. He's no, <laughs> yeah, he's Rimmick. Machine Rimmick. <laughs> we have the technology. <laughs> it's a robot that just screams. Okay, shut it down. We do not have the technology. Yeah, yeah. Your, your nanas <laughs> could use a little work. You guys were okay. We're, we're <laughs> Robo Rimmick in our list of misses. <laughs> I like the little sound as we zoom out. Yeah, yeah. Effective again. I. I enjoy this episode. Like, it's kind of stupid. It's it's pretty stupid. But I, I enjoy the heck out of it. I mean, you know, I think there are... Like I said, I'm a sucker for espionage, so that's part of the reason why I like this episode. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I believe I've I've kind of pointed out a lot of the holes that are like, what, what, what? <laughs> um, to where, like, I, I wouldn't say this is a good espionage episode, but I like that it's here. Like, I like that... that you get to see more of like the bureaucracy of Starfleet and you get to see like, oh, we're corruptible as the next person. Um, but then I, I assume, I'm going to assume that um, even though they show the uh, vulnerabilities of Starfleet, uh, probably in the next four episodes, we, we are led to assume that, vulnerabil- uh, that vulnerability doesn't exist and Starfleet's incorruptible paragon of human achievement. It wasn't corrupted. It was literally invaded by aliens. So corrupted. <laughs> um, I do want to mention this episode did win an Emmy for the makeup. Okay, neat. Um, for the you know explosions and whatnot, and also, um, I believe there's something called Stage Nine Interlopers. I'm going to take a second and talk about this. I didn't talk about it during the episode, right? Um, where um, all the sets, uh, it's, it's Stage Nineteen or Stage Sixteen, whatever. Uh-huh. Some a hole in the props department. Um, broke into um, yeah stage nine broke into stage nine where they keep the main sets right uh-huh. uh, transporter room that big curvy corridor uh, uh, engineering all that kind of stuff late at night broke in there with like his bootleg Star Trek uniform and some white socks and like berated his cameraman and tried to do the world's worst Star Trek documentary. Um, you know the little bed that went over the Admiral? Like, that has the hingy arm? Yeah. Right? Uh, broke that. He knocked it over, and then he just kind of leaves it there. Um, which I believe required them to rewrite this next episode. Uh, and one of the things he, he kind of stood beside, like he'd accomplished something, was um, that exploded Rimmick body torso thing. Like, he did it? 
as as though he I mean he just he didn't claim he did it. He's just like, look at a cool thing I'm next to. I'm like, you're you're a terrible person and no one likes you. So was that Shatner? <laughs> uh, it wasn't Shatner, it was just some props guy. Oh. I thought uh, maybe it was like so, Shatner like trying to like like look, I can do a documentary, look at these things, I'm still relevant, I'm still part of Star Trek. Well, Shatner actually makes cogent documentaries. Whether they're necessary or not, I'm not sure, but he he makes a good documentary. This guy's like, they're and this is how the warp core works, but he doesn't know how the warp core the, works. The, des- the, um, the documentaries are necessary for money. For money yeah. Well, you know, horse money. He's got a ranch. So anyway, stage nine interlopers. Go Google it. Be angry. <laughs> jerk. All right, so uh, moving on to the next episode. Yeah. Um, you know, as I've stated, uh, I will no longer uh, expect any sort of significant uh, scenes from these uh, cards. Um, so place your bets on how long uh, that'll take until I'm wrong. Um, so this is episode 25, The Neutral Zone. Uh, we get uh, from Netflix a... Looks like Picard's in like some kind of sickbay. I don't... It might be our sickbay because I think that was actually the bed that Riker was in in the previous episode. But then there wasn't a bed next to it. But I imagine beds can be made. Who cares? So yeah. maybe it's our sick bay. Maybe it isn't. It looks like he's talking to someone, perhaps Dr. Crusher, about some people that have a medical condition. Um, and then we get the following. Waiting for Captain Picard's return from a Federation conference, the Enterprise crew discovers a disabled 20th century Earth. Oh, satellite. What? We're doing this again? We're not going back to the 20th century. The 20th century is coming to us. <laughs> no, but like the whole satellite thing. Like, is it going to like become sentient and like take over all of our computers or some crap? We'll find out next week. <laughs> all right. And until then, remember, remember Rand. Rand.